Can I vote for what will be America's number one public play? Go ahead. Tell, tell us. Houston, Texas. I know, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why I guess I'll just go with the Arizona Cardinals plus four. <laughs> it's a good pick. I like the pick. Yeah. Nice and in pick. fact, they might win. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Cowboy, take me away. Stanford Steve Wednesday. It's a big week here at Studio J. Stanford Steve's coming down to the area for college game day at JMU on Saturday. It'll be a wild weekend and it'll be a wild show for you today. We've got a Monday Night Football recap to rock all the Monday Night Football recaps. What a game the Broncos beat the Bills in walk-off fashion. Will Lutz kicks the field goal. It was a big win for Chris's wallet. It was a big win for us Broncos fans. And the Bills are out searching to try to right the ship. We react to Ken Dorsey's firing. We react to Josh Allen's play. Chris and Steve break down the game. And Tuesday's fallout in Buffalo. And then we get to college football. We don't just break down games today. We also talk Heisman and the college football playoff. What teams that still have a shot are serious and which ones are the pretenders? Who are the real players in the Heisman Trophy race? And then we get into our locks. we got a few games to give out. And we also talk betting the rest of the slate. Give you an early look on some of these great games. So enjoy the show, and we will see you on Friday. Fun show today. Stanford Steve. It's automatic. Set it and forget it. That's right. Um, we're going to talk a lot of college football. We're going to talk about Ken Dorsey. We're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills. I don't know what to make you guys. I mean, I think I know what to make you guys. We'll try to work that out uh, with Stanford Steve. Listen, dude. I got There was a, a Nick Chubb social today. Did you see this? I'm not the getting Browns? enough credit for winning fantasy games without Nick Chubb. I'm, am I winning any fantasy games? No, and the, and the bad part is you and me are, are next to each other in the standings. No way. And I care. You're down at the bottom with yeah, me? but I've given up now. I haven't even set my lineup. I've given up. Remember we used to have James Coe on to do fantasy every week? <laughs> yeah. That was, I don't know why we stopped. It was mainly because, you know, every Friday, we got a ton of stuff to talk about. I know why we stopped. Why? I want a title, then you want a title, We've climbed the mountain. We've climbed the mountain. What else is there to There's do? There's nothing else to do. Thank you for your so service, if you, yeah, James. If you're, coming, uh, if you're coming here for fantasy advice, we're not going to give it to you. But on your guy, Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. yeah, there was this, this, I'm just going to show you this, this tweet for two seconds, and you have to guess what happened. Okay? okay. All right. He, he has died. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Nick Chubb's perished. dead. Yeah. You look at this tweet from the Cleveland Browns. An update on Nick Chubb's recovery process following his second surgery today. It's a classic this guy died picture with a three-paragraph summary of what happened in the surgery. In the words of everybody I've ever read in the replies, I ain't reading all that. <laughs> and it looks like my man is is kicked the bucket. I'm either happy or, for you, I'm sorry. Or about his that. ACL, they opened him up and I thought it was gonna be like Brown's running back Nick Chubb underwent his scheduled second surgery today to repair the anterior cruciate ligament. ACL <laughs> as part of his knee injury sustained against the September game against the Steelers in Pittsburgh. We discovered upon entry of the joint that his ACL has died. 
you know, like that's what this is supposed to read. But it reads that everything went fine. Yeah. You know, so congratulations to Nick Chubb. Honestly, big sigh of relief here. Because anytime one of the game's best gets hit like that, his knee goes that way. You think about the long road he's got ahead of him. You think about the complications with knee injuries. We've seen a bunch of guys never be the same. After catastrophic knee injuries, this guy's awesome for the game. He's one of the reasons you, you like the Browns. Um, I'm glad this went well. But the Browns social media team, the, we, we got to do better than this. It's well written. It's center justified. It's super weird. Yeah, I noticed that. Center justified. What the fuck I, are they doing? Center justifying three paragraphs on an ACL surgery. When's the last time you center justified something? It's been a while. Um, last night I center justified two parlays. I'm going to read them out because I've been in the dumps because two weeks ago it was like Antietam in here. You know, it, it really was. Yeah. I was just hemor hemorrhaging cash. Every bet I made went the wrong way. And I, I was up on the season. And then I was down big. And now I'm down little mm. because of the last 48 hours. And I probably had the best gambling night of my life. I just want to. Wow. If, 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 you're a, if you're a casino and you want people to listen to this pod and think about that dopamine hit that they might have, this is the best ad read that I can give you. Okay. I'm in a hotel room in Philly. I decide. Early in the day, I'm going Broncos plus eight for a solid bit. On the ride up, I'm thinking Cortland Sutton anytime touchdown. Mm, okay, smart. some decent odds on that. But this is what the guy does in the red zone. By the way, that catch was unbelievable. Okay, so I'm already playing with house money. I get on my Caesars app where I've discovered that you can, all you guys that have been using these Caesars apps and stuff like that, you can get all these cool parlays and boost the odds way up. I've been taking these guys to the fucking cleaners, man. Yeah. They had a, they had a, that's IRS is going to send you something in the mail about that. Okay. Well, not that much to the cleaners. Okay. But last night, a trader reviewed my bet for like five minutes. It was actually kind of badass. I was impressed. I thought it was at the Mexican border. Wow. Wow. I thought they were like, they were checking under the seats. They were scared. They wouldn't let you put the bet in. Why? Acting like you were maybe Cortland Sutton in the locker room or something? I don't know because this was the, well, first I put it, because I hit a couple of these. Sunday night, I hit a really good one with the Jets. There was like four props, hit it like plus 1200 I've hit about one of these a week okay so I just want to read this out because you know sometimes we're giving out the locks and people are like you guys aren't that good but we really win money sometimes okay here, here and I'll start giving you these out because because you guys are like I want to tell you that might not be the case if you if you look at all my parlays but how about this one over 54 and a half Javante Williams total rushing yards bang over four and a half, Justin T Simmons total defensive tackles. He was at one at the half. Over Will Lutz made field goals, one and a half. Over a half, Josh Allen total interceptions. That was plus 950. So I had a uh, little house money that I was playing with. And then at the end of the game, the turn of events, man. Denver Broncos money line, under 47 and a half. Over one and a half touchdown uh, passes from Russell Wilson. That thing was plus 1,700. And it was chunky. And so, so, I, on the field. so I woke up in the Marriott this morning and I, I had to ask for assistance to get the sectional down to the lobby. <laughs> okay? Uh, your boy had a nice Monday night and I wanted to, for those of you at home who are battling through it like me, just keep fighting. You never know when you're going to have a Monday, a Monday night like that. This advice might make you go broke. But that's the risk you got to take. It's in the fine print. This is a business. You got to keep firing.
And real quick before we get to Stanford Steve, did you listen to the new Chris Stapleton album? And are you excited about the Andre three thousand? So that so that out? that's what I was about to say. I've been so damn busy. You didn't know there was a Chris Stapleton album. Hold on a minute, players. There's a new Kenny Chesney single. Okay. Oh shit! <laughs> Take her home. <laughs> so Chris Stapleton's got this album <laughs> called Higher, and. Me and Coach Hagens went out to the bonfire Saturday night after the Penn State game, mm -hmm. and we were gonna listen to the whole album, but we, had, we hadn't talked in a while, so we were just catching up, talking over the album. We decided to turn it off. I've been, I've been planning on having 40 minutes to sit down. I have not had five minutes. So the Stapleton album's been going out almost five days now, so. Oh, I saw your wife today. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, talking, small talk. I really talked a lot about how much and hard you're working. Thank you. Yeah. She knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe me. She knows. Well, but I was like, yeah, we're yeah, we're doing a pod today. And she's like, today? I was like, today. She didn't know. No. That's Tuesday. Yeah. Calendars. I was like, guy just works his ass off. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So yeah. I no appreciate problem. it. It's yeah. good looking out. Yep. If I see your lovely wife, I'll do the same. Yeah, thanks. And uh so I just wanted to shout out uh Andre three thousand. His new work that's coming out, it's all woodwinds. It's no rap, but I will be downloading a, a, a woodwinds new, album. New blue, new blue sun. New blue sun. This guy's been popping up. My favorite rapper of all time. If you had to, yeah, he's my favorite rapper. And huge Outkast fan. You can't, you don't hear from the guy anymore. The only time you see him is walking around in some strange land playing a flute, and somebody from America walks up on him in an alley, and they're like. Yo, you're Andre 3000, they laugh, they talk for like 15 seconds. Every time you see him, it goes this way. And he just disappears in the night. And I've been waiting for him to make some music and now we get some woodwinds from he Andre took, He 3000. took a little page out of uh, Ron Burgundy's playbook. It's gonna be dancing around the club. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly, uh, Aqualung. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so anyways, we have Stanford Steve coming up. Speaking of a woodwind. You gonna fart? No, we got Stanford Steve coming up. Okay. Hey, one more thing. Did y'all see the Senate fight? Yeah. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Big oh, hold, stop it. Is that your Fire. solution every poll? Oh, no, no, sit down. Fire, sit down. Okay. You know, okay. you're a United States senator. Sit down. Active. Oh, okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Shem it. Hold it. Okay. Here's my take on the Senate fight. And this is not a political statement, but I'm looking at two guys getting ready to fight and they're senators and Bernie Sanders is the referee. Yeah, and one of them's a senator, one of them's like a, a testimony, a witness testimony from the Teamsters Union. The Teamsters, the guys from the Teamsters. And the guy from the Teamsters is talking about the other guy from Oklahoma. And the guy from Oklahoma, he's like, he heard any time, any place. <laughs> and so, this is a time. Of all the this times and places, he picks the one place where they're going to say, hold me back. The, the fucking, so a, right. a hearing, dude. If you want to fight the guy, none but air and opportunity everywhere but in that chamber. Yep. Just arrange it and fight the guy. You know what I mean? Uh, this guy uses a podium behind the podium so he can stand on the, the he has a box that he stands on. Fake tough guy. This is short guy energy. Yeah. He knew, and, he knew Bernie would hold him back. Somebody said, come on my podcast. He, he replied with a picture of him and a bunch of guns, and he's, he's like cocking the chamber and trying to flex his biceps. 
this is like classic short guy energy. I can't handicap the fight because I've never seen from the, the guy from the Teamsters fight. But judging by this guy's theatrics, I don't think he feels real good about an actual showdown with this guy. If you want to dance, do it on East Street. Never fight with the Teamsters. They have uh, powerful friends. Exactly, dude. That's why this guy might be minus 300. It, you, you know the trends after you play a re really physical team? Mm -hmm. You lose the next week. After you fight a Teamster, you die. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things, man. I, I don't know. I just It's the most viral moment on the internet today, Tuesday, uh, as of 6, 24 p.m. You know what the odds are that Andre's album's a good album? About minus three thousand. Okay, that's good. Let's let's get to, let's get to Stanford, Steve. Whatever you're looking forward to this football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment: an ice cold Miller Light. Whether you're at the stadium playing fantasy football or watching the game at home or the bar, Miller Light is here to make your football season taste like Miller time. No matter what team you're rooting for, there's one thing we can all agree on: football brings us together. A connection like that deserves to be celebrated, and Miller Lite wants you to celebrate with me during the NFL Conference Championships in January. Right now, Miller Lite is giving you the chance to win a trip for two to come hang out in the Green Light Studio. You'll fly out to Charlottesville, Virginia, and tune into the NFL Conference Championships with me and the Green Light crew. Then you'll sit in on a live Green Light podcast session. Just go to MillerLite.com/GreenLightSweeps to enter. From kickoff till the final whistle, you can't go wrong with the Miller Lite in your hand. Celebrate Miller time with the Green Light Podcast. Go to MillerLite.com slash Green Light Sweeps to enter for your chance to win. No purchase necessary. Starts 11 6 and ends 12 4 at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. Must be a legal resident of one of the 50 U.S. states or Washington, D.C., 21 years of age or older, Void where prohibited. See official rules at www.millerlight.com slash greenlightsweeps for entry, instructions, odds, prizes, and restrictions. White Steve. Making. Hello. What's up, Steve? Fellas, how are we? Oh, we're good. We're good. Just got off the plane from Philly. You know? We got any heat in the studio? It is actually chilly. I don't get you're, what people's thing is with wearing beanies. Do you ever have beanies. a day where you're not cold or sick? Him? No. No, I'm always cold. Okay. And I'm usually Just, sick. That's that's good observation by me. It is. I'm pro beanie indoors. A lot of people comment and Notice say, that. what is it, cold in there? I'm like, I mean, try having your hair on camera every day. It's not always going to look good. Yeah. It's not set it and forget it lettuce. I don't have uh, Evan Washburn lettuce. Oof. Could have used some of that lettuce in Buffalo. The middle of November, and the air is at like on at about 66 upstairs. You, okay, it's 66 okay. upstairs. Mm -hmm. You know what it is in the fucking inside the NFL studio? 54. Wow. Nice. Okay, I haven't gone back to the negotiating tables. I don't know if they're going to ask me back next year, but I just want to say this. If anybody's listening from inside the NFL, that's going to be item one on the contract is I need at least 66 degrees. I'm out there can't freezing be, my ass You off. don't sweat underneath your armpits anymore, so you'll, you'll be fine. That's you can't sweat thing. on TV. Yeah, you can't sweat on TV when you got Botox on your underarms. There you go. All right, so so guys, a lot to talk about. Bills and Broncos. Guys, what's the first thing that comes to mind walking away from that game? I can't believe they lost that game. 
Oh, I believe it. Macon? Bill's bad. Bill's probably bad. Do you remember like two months ago after the uh, Jets loss, we were in here and you were like, you know, I was like, I could order the AFC. Do mm-hmm. you remember what I said? Yeah. Yeah. Not Bill's first. Where, where Bill's you last. And uh, you said, you sure? New you England? Sh- well, I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. They're going to be third. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Here's the deal, dude. Um, I don't want to overcomplicate this thing. Ken Dorsey got axed today. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen is the reason they're losing these games. And Steve, you've been on it from the beginning of the season. And Josh Allen, whatever adjective you want to put before the word quarterback with him, for a while, you could say elite. Now it's erratic. Now it's, it's, um, I, it's I self-destructive. Now, what is it? Impatient. He, he can't. He doesn't have any patience. Uh, you talk to people that have played against them. You've seen kind of similar game plans as long as teams are, are comfortable doing it, Chris. But just making him take the checkdowns and the short throws all the way down the field, he, he won't do it. He won't do it. I, I, I go back to the, the first you know playoff struggles, uh, and then you, you think about the game they lost to Kansas City, you know, freewheeling, you know, fun and gun, the whole thing. Uh, that's his element. But when, you know, the Bengals even did it to Mahomes the next week where they just said, all right, we're going to keep everything in front no matter what. And we have the personnel to create pressure with minimal guys. And that combination, I think, has proved to be the the, the factor in in, in these turnovers. Uh, I just – it goes back to being impatient. Take what's given to you, and it looks like he refuses to do that on a consistent basis. And, you know, whether whether it's the three, you know, keep making him get in third down situations where, where there's doubt now to run it. Um, and then, you know, last night back against the wall, they need seven. They go down. They get it. Uh, it, it the pressure's on. You, you see him thrive in that moment. But over the course of a game where, the you know, the possessions are minimalized because the other team possessing the ball and frustrating him in another, you know, standpoint where he's just looking at the clock run down, uh, I just think teams have said, we're going to try and make you be patient, and he hasn't proved he could be it. Well, okay, time possession, Denver dominated that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the turnovers are bad. And it's not just the turnovers, it's where they're happening. Like, yeah. it's Cincinnati backed up. Fuck it, let me chuck the ball into coverage. I know well, last night, backed up. Let me chuck the ball into cover two. It's like, I don't even know, I don't even know what he's thinking on some of these. And and a lot of the, the turnovers they deal with are really mindless turnovers. Like the James Cook fumbled exchange. It was like last yeah. night. I'm not saying obviously it's not the case. Cause I just think it's, it's a case, but it's like he owes, it's like he owes somebody money on some of these dude. I'm not like that. But, I'm not, he's not throwing the game. No. But some of these mistakes, you're like, dude, th- these are the types of – this is like Headache Smith at Arizona State type stuff. You know, like but, that, that fumbled – the fumbled exchange after they benched James Cook in the beginning of the game for fumbling a football. They have a players-only meeting. They come out, they fumble the ball as if you need another wake-up call. J- James Cook does. Yeah. Then he throws the ball to Singleton. Singleton, if he was mildly – a little bit more athletic, he might get two feet down. Okay, there's one pick that could be. 
The next one, it's a bullet. I don't put that on him. But the, the one later in the game, it's like, what are we doing? And then to fumble that's and then James Cook too. Dribbled it down Dribble, the field. Dribbling the ball down the field. Simmons takes it off him. It's like you've been warned. You had a players only meeting. Josh, how many of these do you have to do before you're like, maybe I shouldn't do these anymore? And I know he feels bad after he does it. I don't think he, like if he were a serial killer, he'd be the type that would feel really bad after he did it. Mm-hmm. You know, he wouldn't be the type that's just like, this is what I do. I kill people. Like what no. was that TV show? The guy that looked Dexter. like you? Dexter. No, no, we're talking about Steve Carell and uh, my man. We forgot the name of the show already. It was a good show. Dommel, Dommel Gleason. Dommel Gleason. Um, what's the, what's the, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't want to be, he would be, he just feels bad on the sideline. You can see him. The patient. I mean, I, he, he knows he's doing something wrong. He knows he, he, he made a boo-boo, but he just but, keeps making boo-boos. And then, and then you factor in, like, that's why I say, Chris, being there, you could just feel Feel the whole thing. It was like, all right, we got to The whole stadium, shout out to them too, the latest arriving people to the stadium because that's how much they love tailgating. That was very noticeable uh, being in the, on the field pregame, and it's awesome. But you're in there. You, the, they're getting the ball to start the game. The whole place is ready to go. Let's go down and go up 7 nothing for once. Haven't covered a game in five games in the first play. He makes the right play. He throws it to Cook. Cook gets ripped out. And the whole mood of the place is here we go again. Yeah. Like, it, 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 I mean, one play. And they, I give them credit. They battled all the way back. Uh, you know, the horrible interception before the half where they got another field goal. Uh, you know, and then, you know, instead of being down three or possibly tied if you, if you don't turn it over, you know, you're down six. Or I think it was down seven. Uh, just – as bad of a start, and they just can't get over the hump with, with with not making turnovers and playing clean football. Like they just they don't play clean football. You can't you can't win. I I want to say one thing about Patrick Sertan getting his flowers last night. Maybe just based on reputation, because I don't even think Josh really gave Stefan many chances. He was just looking at the other half of the field. He he was because I was waiting. I had the prop. On uh, it was the last like one of my parlays that hit last night was Justin Simmons over tackles and he wasn't getting any work mm-hmm. for like most of the game. No, so yeah, I mean he, he's a great player and and Josh on pace for eighty one carries this year. Last year was one twenty four. Year before that was one twenty two. We've talked about that ad nauseum, but maybe that's what it takes to shake it loose. When you look at a lot of these great drives that they've had over the years, whether they're game tying, game winning drives. Go back, look at the play-by-play. You can see Josh Allen for seven in a key situation. Josh Allen down the goal line late last night getting to the pylon. But you know what those two drives had in common? Run game. Mm -hmm. Chunks on the ground. I hate to oversimplify it, um, Mm -hmm. but you got dominated in time of possession. How many yards per carry do you think the Denver Broncos went for last night? Without looking. Denver? It feels like seven, right? Denver? Denver Broncos. Or? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't otherworldly. They just stuck to it. And I know they're playing a different game plan. But with Josh, they were the more efficient running team. They had more mm-hmm. chunk yardage on the ground. They had more explosives. Um, feeding James Cook, feeding Murray. Their best drive was the one that tied it at 15 after the fumble on the sideline where they went tempo. They handed the ball to Cook three times in a row. And then they gave it to Latavius Murray, the fourth play. And they went tempo. You know, like... 
I, I feel like with, with, you made a great point. Josh likes to go fast. He's impatient. They want to go. Okay, but that's dangerous when you go long spells with three and out. And they're yes. rushing three on third down. And Josh is just sitting back there. He don't, doesn't know where to go with the ball. Um, but the problem is, if you go tempo and you don't have a run game, you're going to play yourself out of games because of this. Uh, so, in my opinion, you're back doing the 11 personnel stuff. It suits what you are, right? Like, you, you, you want to put a lot on Josh, but you have to run the ball. You can go tempo, run the ball, satisfy your urge to go fast, but have a physicality about you. Because if you to watch that game and you weren't paying close attention, you said, oh, Denver ran the ball. They did, but not really as well as Buffalo did. Buffalo just went away from it. Yeah, that drive was seven plays, 54 yards, three minutes. And only, only one third down was third and short, and Latavius picked it up. And they had more, more rushing first downs last night, the whole thing. And I will say this. When it comes to Sean McDermott, because we're going to talk about Dorsey now, I think. But Sean McDermott has to, to bear some of this blame when it, when it comes to last night because they made a lot of mistakes on special teams. I'll get to that in a second. But on defense, you heat them up the play before you get the P.I., you don't go back to it again. He went back to it again. They get the P.I. It's just a bad situation to be in. Play before Russell's drop of six inches was something to behold. It was crazy. He didn't even drop back. He, just, he, he didn't even drop back. Didn't, but Sean, Sean McDermott, these are one-score games, okay? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it comes down to the head man, and maybe this is a decision he has to make because the one thing that I think people sometimes don't think about is a coach isn't just X's and O's. So Brian Dable goes to New York, and I know it hasn't gone well down there, but he had Danny Dimes winning a fucking playoff game last year. Okay, the guy can coach. And I think more than anything, you assume Ken Dorsey and Brian Dable, it's just about comparing the X's and O's. It's also about, and this is an unknown commodity to me because I'm not in the building, how, how you rein Josh in and how you coach him week to week on the game situations, who you're playing, understand the situation, eliminate certain risks. There is a talking you through the scheme element of scheme. And I think like Josh seems more prone to make mistakes in this chapter of his career. And I worried about that with Dave leaving because this is more who he is. And that's unfortunately the case. Like Josh Allen, if you had a draft and you started a, a team with any number of quarterbacks, I'm picking him towards the top because his top end ability is tantalizing. Like when he's on, there's nobody, there's barely anybody as good. But this might be who he is more than, more than the other guy. You know what I mean? The guy from the beginning of his career, Dable helped him cover it up, and now you've got this. But Sean McDermott has to take control of the football team, and this is a decision I guess he had to make. There's a lot of people in the analytics community, especially over the last 10 days, who have been like, hold your horses. Buffalo's still the same team offensively. They're a top 10, they got EPA, they got all this stuff, all these fucking acronyms. I get it, like we use this stuff. But the result is not there because in crunch time they're making these huge mistakes and I think the way they're scripting games is kind of mindless. And Sean McDermott has to get control of the situation. I know you lost a lot of guys on defense, but there's no big play on but defense coming every week to bail you out of making these mistakes. Well, and that's the that's the th I think they've played good enough defense the last two weeks to win. Yeah, I mean that's at Cincinnati and that's that's here against a team that you gave the ball to four extra times. You know, like that, that's uh, we were talking last night in the second half, 
as we're getting ready to go out for the post game, and it's you know Van Pelt, myself, and Ryan Clark, and you know we're having the conversation about Josh amongst other quarterbacks. But then I just I I thought about the Dable thing with Ken Dorsey, and Ryan said it perfectly. I said, as a defensive guy, what do you think of the play calling? And he said, Ken Dorsey calls plays like a quarterback coach. Yeah. And I'm like, that that's it right there. Yep. There's no stubbornness in trying to run the football. There's no game plan. I, I think it's a lot to, to the Steelers' troubles. You know, Steelers used to come out and run duo 25 times down your throat. No matter what was going to happen, you were going to get that every game, and you had to line up against that. And now you see Canada. I know everybody makes fun of the jet sweeps, but it, there's the, there's no stubbornness to say, we are going to do this, and we're going to do it well, and we're going to keep doing it. Uh, so that that's – got to watch you know, the new and, Steelers, though, by the way, from Sunday. No, I, I, I – The I new Steelers. Up, the I, Matt Canada on the sideline – assistance coach yeah here you go yeah i mean he he can see down there he's like oh my god that Najee harris is pretty fucking big mm-hmm. you know that warren he's got a nice spin move <laughs> the kid from georgia he can he can block i need hey, to run the ball we're we're mandated to say no matt milano no tredavious white no question yeah. last night it was 26 throws 26 runs and 7.1 yards per play but it it doesn't matter when they're when only turn 52 the plays over. because he gave it away four times. When you turn the ball over. And in a game like that, my argument to Ken Dorsey, not that he can make a, a, an adjustment now, would be ride the run game when you're afraid that Josh is going to make those mistakes. And I know you can't run the ball every play, but you were running it efficiently. As for the special teams, and this is where I was going with Sean McDermott, you lost the game on special teams. Make no mistake about it. Two big returns in the second half. Denver basically averaged the 50-yard line. Not they could do much with it for much of the second half, but eventually that broke your back. Obviously, the 12 men on the field was crazy, like insane. Football is a rough business, you know? Nobody wants that to happen, but ultimately, on special teams, you lose the game. And, and the crazy thing was, Denver was trying to give it away on special teams. Like, Denver was trying to give it away. And the funniest fucking thing, not funny actually, both special teams coordinators highlighted last night in the broadcast, both veterans. It's Veterans Day weekend. <laughs> and you guys play like this for the fucking, for the veteran special teams coordinators? Both these special teams were trying to give it away. That's, that's, that's managing the team, okay? Now I know Josh Allen's the reason they lost, but Sean McDermott's on the hot seat. And he probably should be. There's a lot of close games they're losing now. Do you remember when Joe Brady interviewed for the Falcons job and the Jets job and the Eagles job? Dude, yeah. I, I was really excited about Joe Brady for, for a time. That LSU year was magical. And then Matt Rule fired him, and then the, the Bills plucked him. And and who's to say Matt Rule isn't just the hardest guy to work for in the pros? And mm-hmm. I don't mean he's a jerk, but I'm saying, like, are you going to have a lot of success there? Did anybody have success in Carolina? I want to give credit to the Broncos, though, before we move on. Because... We always, we always like go with the lead, which is obviously the Bills losing that game. Nobody expected it, except for maybe us. Broncos won you pretty nice little parlay. Kyle there. was on it on Monday. Nate Steve, was on the anytime. Steve gave it. it out as a lock. Steve gave it out as a lock. Okay, Steve, I hit this one last night. I hit Broncos money line, the under 47.5, Russell Wilson over 1.5 touchdowns for like a nice chunk of change. It was a great night for me, and I want to thank Broncos country for making that possible. You're welcome. And I want to give you guys credit because Sean Payton and Vance Joseph have gone into the phone booth and come out with a change of clothes. I don't think they're looking like Superman, 
but they're fucking they're they're a solid football team. They're four and five. I think Miami hanging seventy on these guys. We just can't get it out of our heads, and I think it's helped make it easier to bet to bet the Broncos in recent weeks. But I thought I thought Russell was was good. They're playing a lot of these third downs in a phone booth because they're focused on third and manageable. I thought he does look lighter. Troy made a great point last night. Like he looks more elusive. He picked up a couple third downs with his legs. He leads the league in scramble yards by a quarterback. He's quietly doing what they're asking him to do. And I just want to say this, Javante Williams, one of my favorite backs in the league to watch. You got to bring your hard hat with them with him. Um, I, I thought they just put together a really good game plan. They, they figured out who they are. It's the same thing when they play Kansas City. Try to dominate time of possession, run the football. We're bigger up front. Miners is a fucking monster. Uh, we're built for power, and we're going to make you make mistakes. You know, like dropping a bunch of guys for Russ, um, dropping a bunch of guys for Josh, and eventually the rock's going to break. We just can't keep pounding it. It's going to break. I thought... I thought this was like a to a T what Sean Payton wants his team to look like. Yeah, twenty four completions for not even two hundred yards. Two Hold touchdowns. on to the ball, Cortland. Yeah, and yeah. that that throws on Russ though. They made a good point. That's a easy first down, but the fumble is on uh, Cortland Cortland Sutton. You 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 said this maybe Twitter. How about that Buffalo defender reestablishing? I know he wasn't probably thinking I need to reestablish. I don't know how that happens. It was crazy. Right? Exactly. Like that ball squirting out in that, in that confined space and Buffalo coming up with it. I thought it was almost impossible. I thought so too. But, I, but, but really like a solid performance from, from the Broncos. And, uh, that's how they want to look. They're physical. And it's the same thing. They got up to the line last night and did a lot of checks. You can see that yeah. it, was, it was really interesting watching the guys from Buffalo, like almost sarcastically lean in. That must have been a real thing in the meeting room. They're going to get up to the line. They're going to ID you guys. It's what they did to Kansas City. Those guys were all crowded up there. Russ is making his checks. And then they just checked Javante Williams anyways into a heavy box and, and gained six yards. So um, hats off to the Broncos. Just want to give you your props. Bills now plus 165 to make the playoffs. Yeah. You could, I, you could have it. Yeah, that's not money. I mean, Look at that schedule, man. The odds aren't long enough. It's brutal. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff to talk about this week when it comes to NFL gambling. We had a nice weekend as a group, uh, finally catching up to making a little bit. Well, well, we're not catching up. Yeah, you kept pace, but but you know, I think we're like a game back or something. Yeah, you you're acting like this is the fucking. Um, I'm trying to think of, of, of an, a division that somebody's running away with. This is the AFC North, yeah, buddy. We're just all about 500. I can't wait to talk about this week's slate because it's really interesting. We have five games that I counted last night, double-digit lines. Mm. So what the fuck are we doing, guys? Take some time as we talk about college football. Get your cards out and think about how you're going to bet this Sunday. We were 6-3 and three as a unit. We'll, we'll talk all about that. This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the all-in-one app for spending, sending, and setting easy-to-track savings goals. With multiple tools for saving, spending, and sending, Cash App is an all-in-one way to stay in control of your money. Whether I need to send money to my pumpkin grower, pay for anything related to floating the river, quickly pay back a buddy for a night out on the town, or settle a bet, I can always count on Cash App. With security, boosts, discounts, a free-to-order debit card, no overdraft fees, Cash App is like a BFF for your money. It can be your read. Reads my BFF in the studio. Cash App, the exclusive financial services partner of Greenlight, downloaded in the App Store, 
or Google Play to see why it's the number one finance finance app in the US App Store. We were thinking about adding some podcasts to the big happy family here and I came up with uh, an idea where I put my college teammate, former NFL defensive lineman, uh, Dr. Fax, aka Nate Collins, uh, and Bo Allen, my other former teammate, played with him with the Eagles, won a Super Bowl with him, uh, and he's a defensive lineman too. And I feel like when you put two defensive linemen in the same room, it's gonna work out. And that's what it's it's been. It's been great conversations, a lot of college football, a lot of bullshitting. Uh, I really love these guys. I love them together. And uh, they've just been chipping away, working hard at building an audience. Join that audience if you can. Check my guys out at Facts and the King. It's facts like the fax machine. Uh, and uh, of course we call it Facts and the King because Bo gave himself the nickname, The Butter King. So uh, subscribe to them on YouTube at Facts and the King. Uh, and check them out on all the social media platforms that these guys have. They got electric feeds. We got to get into some college football. The big mm. news this week, Steve, is you're coming to our home state and Duke's not playing. <laughs> sort of. Duke's. Yeah, I know. He, he probably got confused. He was like, oh, Duke's playing in Harrisonburg. You guys have been waiting four days for that one. Honestly, I just thought of it. Uh, hey, I'm going to be honest, too, and, and sincere. Steve, best thing by far to do in Harrisonburg, Virginia, drive about a hour to the south and the east, you'll find Charlottesville, <laughs> Virginia, and you'll have yourself a good old time. Is- is is Harrisonburg where Chris started in the pumpkin? No, no, that no, 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 no. no. You're okay. you're you're confusing that with uh, Harrisburg, Milford, uh, Pennsylvania. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> there's a few, just All a right. few hectares north. Nice. Uh, well, we, I mean, we do have a JMU insider. Yeah, Cowboy think, Reed. You know, it's worth you know. We, us three could fire some questions at if, if we're going to make it. Here, okay, okay. First question I asked this earlier: Do you have lights? Because the game's at two o'clock. <laughs> this is this is a big deal. Wait, are right? there lights at your stadium? We've got big long poles. I can't confirm if there's bright shiny things. So, so you might have people. lights. They might be. I think they're, they're in. They're being built right now. That's game day is. coming. They're those ones that they wheel. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. They got wheels morning. at the bottom. <laughs> the fucking parking lot lights. No, I don't think that about your school. I think your school is no, pretty I'm well funded. Totally kidding. I thought maybe you just elected not to use the lights this weekend. <laughs> and then the, the next question I would have is, who do you play? Well, we play App State. Okay, so this is a big one. And Did they you? must be undefeated. Or oh, I'm such. sure something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this okay. is two Five big, four. big brands. This is the battle of the Appalachia Mountains yeah. here. Very Six similar four. schools are both tucked in the in the hill country. Who's JMU's most famous uh, alum outside James Madison? I was going to say, oh, Phil Vassar. Phil Vassar. Phil Vassar. This, yeah. is, this is a <laughs> Phil Vassar versus Luke Combs game. Yeah. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Okay. Oh, no. Charles fucking yeah. Haley, guys. Charles Haley. Arthur Motes, it's a, Motes is up Oates, there. Yeah, BFT Motes. commenter. Yep. Eric. Steve Buckhantz. Who? Yeah. D- Longtime Wizards. DMV. Steve Buckhantz. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So who's going to win? Give us the Dagger. breakdown, Cowboy. Gary Clark? Gary Clark Jr.? Nice. No, Gary Clark, the Redskins. Ooh, oh, you can't. You, no. you can't say that, Steve. I was thinking about the guitarist. Anyways, Reed, who's going to win the game? Well, I mean, we can't go wrong with the Duke's money line. But uh, Jordan McLeod was just named a semifinalist for the Davey O'Brien Award. He's a stud, transfer from Arizona, good quarterback. 
Uh, we've got probably one of the best offensive lines, probably the best mm. offensive line in the Sun Belt. Oh, if, I thought you were going to say in the state. Thank you for saying that because I was going to ask what conference it is that JMU plays in. The Fun, fun Belt. Yeah, the Fun Belt. The Wild Belt. But, um, you know, App State, they've, they played us really tight last year. We went, we went to the beautiful uh, Appalachian Mountains. Um, I'm always nervous for these kind of games, but um, our secondary is, uh, is not the tightest. But um, these freshmen, D'Angelo Pons has been playing really well. Yeah. So uh, look for look for a pick from Pons. That's my uh, prediction. Mm, Pons pick. Pons, Pons pick. pick. Anytime Pons pick. Question for the JMU insider. Hit me. Harder to get into James Madison or App State. Oh well, oh, I got into both. So oh, did you? Um, Ooh, look at that. Flex on him, cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> did you visit App State? Did you I go did. On an unofficial visit. Unofficial down there? visit. Yep. Uh, they wanted me bad, but I wanted to stay. Wanted to stay in the Commonwealth. I bet App State's a lot of fun, but App State's boom, beautiful. JMU, it's out there, I also hear is a lot of fun. So we might join you in the fun. We might drive. We'll check up out there Finnegan's Cove. We'll check there. out maybe Backcountry. Yeah, we'll go so, to a couple spots. So Saturday, we get making out of the house. No. <laughs> so Saturday, I might see you, Steve. I might see you. And it, and and Duke actually is, is going to be. Might is and, M cap all caps. Might. Might. Yeah. I mean, anytime you got three kids, is a might. I got you. You know. But I saw how happy you were without those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was scouting out. It's That's a long. Just because it was your first time in the state out. Yeah, it was a long yeah. play. It, I was. Yeah. I was. It was really about them. I was scouting out. Tickets. I was scouting out T Town for my kids. We were picking Correct. out the housing and stuff for you know fifteen years from now. I just and I got to go to Happy Valley this past weekend, mm. Steve. We haven't caught oh, up after three that. Three for three. Yeah. So. It could be three big-time football atmospheres in a row for me. Uh, I was on the sideline, got to see Spice Adams. Uh, Brandon Graham was down there, Steve, and all his Michigan gear. Um, it, it, was, it was cool. I, like, totally different vibe from T-Town, but a really yeah. good vibe in Happy Valley. It's, it's more like Sad Valley this, this, this weekend. Yeah. James Franklin decided than? to go for two. You know, James Franklin went went on fourth and six mm-hmm. at the end of the game. I was right there. I was like thirty feet away. I was, you know, maybe not how I would have drawn it up, but they got a hell of a defense, and and uh, I got to spend time with Anthony Poindexter, nice. our good friend Dex, Legend. who's as good a, a, a defensive coach as there is in that conference. Uh, his players love him. They got some studs. That number thirty three kid. I know I was paying attention to that chop kid forty four. But 33 can really play, and he looks the part, man. So can 11. 11 can play, too. They got some They got some dogs. What did you think of Michigan's defensive line? Really good. The whole The whole yeah. group. I mean, there were a lot of great defensive players out there yeah. this weekend. And and I missed in real time, because I did hit the exits early, that coach crying uh, over Jim Harbaugh. I missed that thing. Uh, not great tape. For my man. You think Jim Harbaugh listens to the pod because he went on a rant about America's teams today <laughs> yeah, yeah. for like 90 seconds, dude. You would think he listens to the pod. He kind of defined the segment for us. Um, before we get into like... I got a hell of a segue. Okay. But I yeah, I don't know if it's where you're going, so Use I don't it. know. Use it. Duke, Steve, will be in the Commonwealth on Saturday facing Virginia. Duke is coached by Mike Elko. Yep. And Texas A&M has a vacancy mm-hmm. that's a segue okay elko and so, came from so does mississippi state true but elko so does michigan state come no from. i understand but what's weird and this is where i was going keep up these, guys these fucking well these two teams played each other 
they left the two coaches left the yeah. stadium <laughs> yeah. and they both yeah. got fired. I yeah. think it's gotta be the first time in the history of college football. Maybe a season ender. Maybe a season yeah. ender, but like in the middle of the season, yeah. pretty wild. So were you shocked by the Jimbo thing? No. Um when you look at that school and I put sort of every one of those schools in Texas in the same category. I, I shouldn't say that. You're a you know, whatever. Your your oil money schools that have that and you know, the deep pockets. To me what what's interesting to me is when you when you make the decision right now, everything points to you have your guy. But talking to people there that cover the team, they don't believe they do. Uh, they just really didn't want him to go to Baton Rouge and beat the Heisman front runner and gain back the momentum that they want. So they kind of just cut the legs from underneath uh, the program. But on top of that, they can't handle where they are right now as opposed to where Texas is. They 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 just can't can't do that. And when I think about it, I compare it. Um, to Auburn and Alabama, that that's that's what comes to mind when you talk about the in-state schools uh, and, and things like that. So, I'm sure they have a plan. They have plenty of resources. That's the number one word you hear about when you talk about the A&M job. If people want to rank it, uh, great, go ahead. In my mind, it's not a top five job. It's not even a top three. I, I should say it's the third best job in that division. Bama and LSU are better jobs than A&M. And when you look at it in its totality, I think about my lifetime. I, you know, take what you want with the COVID 20, 2020 year, uh, an Orange Bowl win over North Carolina and arguing about, uh, you know, being in the playoff. That, I'm sorry. I need more substance than that. And there's just not of eliteness in my lifetime with A&M. Great players, of course. Um, great fan base, school pride, the whole thing. That's it's a it's a it's a different place uh, when you go there. So, um, but they 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 have a plan. But those things where I talk about comp, comp, compounding the decision being made is what's uh, very interesting to me. Chatwell, in another uh, case of college football players being just regular motherfuckers when it comes to electronics, mm. tweets from his phone, presumably, which shares his location, which is Stockville, Mississippi. And he's supposed Today. to be in, in Lynchburg, Virginia, and he's in Stockville, Mississippi, and that job's open. Has he so, taken that tweet so, down, by the way? So, <laughs> he did take it down? Of course he took that tweet down, which is an admission of guilt. You could be yeah. recruiting, is what I would have done. I yeah. would have said, hey, there's a stud down here. I would have offered a three-star guy to cover my tracks. <laughs> the next guy's got to worry about it. You know, I'm going to be in Starkville. Somebody else <laughs> Just runs walk into Twitter some account. high school in Starkville and be like, hey, you, you got to come <laughs> with me. I will say there's more guys suited right now when you talk about um, taking the next step uh, for the Mississippi State job than what A&M thinks they are. But hold on. What about like four straight top ten recruiting classes? I know that can all go away in one off season now, but the the cupboard is stocked at A and M. Is it? Seems like it. I don't know. Don't look at me. I, I just, I, I, you know, obviously Jim, Jimbo's been stubborn in his ways. He goes to Petrino for the office coordinator. He's also gone through 
so many quarterbacks. And guys, that's the I know it's it's redundant, but it's so true when you look at these guys that haven't panned out at these big time jobs when they take that step up and everybody wants to talk about how much money they're making, they've struck out the quarterback position. It's 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 unbelievable how many people um have been tied to that position and that position dictating the success of the team and it not panning out that that that's what's just so eye-opening and I mean you see it at, at the NFL also but at, at this level uh being dependent on it and with the portal and guys leaving and everything like that it's it's crazy to see we used to make a big deal about Bobby Bonilla right mm-hmm. yeah. look at this shit fucking 70 something million dollars somebody put up two I, phone I hate, calls take I it hate, it was eye candy but this buyout's more than Jameis made in his career. Wild. Wild. At Florida State? <laughs> no. No, not at. at okay, so, so I want to talk. Speaking of Heisman Trophy dudes, let's yeah. talk about this race. Uh, let's have the odds uh, up here. Yeah. It's a weird year, right, Steve? I like Very weird. Very weird. Uh, is there a comp for a year like this that you can remember? Hmm. I think the Devontae Smith year is pretty close because people start deciphering what's the award, best player, most valuable player, most outstanding player, uh, most important player. And when I look at it, I get it. Jaden Daniels has been absolutely phenomenal. But if you're going to say best player and then you look at the team's success along with that, I still would side with Marvin Harrison Jr. He has been the reason his team is undefeated uh, in in the biggest spots. He is, he has come up big, and reason his team has won his games. And then I hate to say it, but they are undefeated. They 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 have a team that's undefeated, and to me that weighs more when it's even. When it's even, I'm I'm saying they're they're just as important to their teams. I think Marvin Harrison Jr.'s. More important. Now people are just going to say, oh, put somebody else at quarterback for LSU. I get it. They're not going to be the same team. Jaden Daniels is awesome. I'm not taking anything away. I've said for three weeks before the Bama game that Jaden Daniels was the Heisman Trophy front runner, and I wanted to see him go in there and win. I said, I I believe I said it on game day, if you thought LSU was going to win that game, just bet Jaden Daniels to win the Heisman. He was 4-1 to at that time. And... Uh, I believe he's he's right around four to one now. Yep. The issue is, you know, if Penix runs the table, yeah, or, if Penix runs the table, Nix it runs might be the his. Table, it's it's crazy. But Jaden Daniels, there's no doubt, should be in New York with a chance to win it. Three no receivers have won the Heisman Trophy: Tim Brown, Desmond Howard, Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite thing to do. Can I read you the 2020? Heisman mm-hmm. voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Devontae Smith beat out in order Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, Najee Harris, Brees Hall, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Ian Book, and Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, your brother in the 10 spot. You're right. Yeah, no, I, I, was, I was once a 10 spot guy. Mm. Bet you didn't I, somebody, know that, huh? A couple people were zagging. They were just like, yeah, let me get this 3-4 defensive end from Virginia. Saw him play once <laughs> on a Thursday night. So it is a fuck. It's a weird. It's a weird deal this year. I mean, it's a weird award in general, yeah. right? Um, and a year like this really underscores it because you start looking and you're like, well, it's I don't know whose team's going to be undefeated. Yeah, I, I get. I just I look at the games. 
the games now that we have in the next three weeks, Jaden Daniels is not going to be in the spotlight. Yep. I mean, they're they're out of the race in the SEC West. I look at Penix with a monster, monster spot this week in Corvallis. Uh, you know, Harrison's going to – I mean, if Harrison does what he did against Penn State against Michigan and they win, come on. Steve, a step further. New York Giants, if they own the number one pick, do you take a quarterback or Marvin Harrison Jr.? What about Brock Bowers? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hadn't heard him win it win the uh, Coughlin Award lately, so I thought he was out of the. Well, he just came back, and I was on the field. Just a coincidence. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't watch a lot of. I don't watch the SEC until the playoffs. It's kind of like the NBA for me. Well, you're missing out because that fiasco with all your Eagles on the sideline yeah. Saturday night yeah. in Athens. Yeah. Holy. They beat the brakes off those guys. I did have one eye on that while I was listening. Is that to a scene? Dex, man, tell that stories. place is crazy. Um, it was great. It was great. Uh, okay, college football playoff outlook. What mm. do we think? One of our dude, one of our uh, clips. Yeah. I don't even. Sometimes I forget we even have a TikTok. Yeah. One of our our clips the on Florida TikTok went for a milli. What? Yeah, and I was just cringing because I was like, "What did these teenagers hear us say?" Mm-hmm. And you know, they heard make and spell Florida. Quite frankly, I, we didn't. We didn't put in the S T A T E. You did. Well, Florida State. You did. Yeah, you okay. did. All right. And some people seem to disagree in the comments about the Florida yeah. State take. I, I think it's Alabama, but if oh, I'm in just that like scenario, a, I'm like a Bayless type, you know. Yeah, you I'm were. not even thinking. I'm just firing. <laughs> just firing. Yeah. Okay. So what do we think, Steve? I is also it... cringed when I when I saw. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> we don't even have TikTok, but it's terrifying. Yeah. The Chinese are like this guy's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you can spell? <laughs> They're calling yeah, everybody happens. over to the fucking computers over there. They're like, look at this guy. He looks like the guy in that Steve Carell uh, murderer thing. <laughs> so what do you think, Steve? I am uh, going to be surprised if Alabama beats Georgia after watching Georgia in person. It is a team that is as connected as I've seen. Uh, they're not as talented as they've been the last two years, but, man, they rally for each other. And and Carson Beck and what he's done and the situation that he's stepped himself into uh, has been phenomenal. And I keep going back to a quote. I, I think uh, – Kirby said Friday on Pat's show, or maybe, you know, he said it again on on Saturday on game day. And he was asked about players seeking attention these days. And he, he said, I tell my players, I want them to seek contact. And I'm like, Love that's it. the greatest quote they do. ever. They do seek it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh they're they're pretty balanced though, and they're deep, man. They don't have a they don't have a uh a top a top five pick right now in this draft on the defensive line, but they play great uh, with knowing that their talent is in the back end. And, man, do they run to the football. It's it's crazy because Ole Miss comes out, Lane, obviously, great game plan. They go right down the field the first two drives. 14-14 game, you're like, oh, wow. And Georgia's just sitting there saying, all right, let's get back out on the field. Can we please get back out on the field? That game ends up 52-17. That I mean, they are just relentless 
and and getting after your ass, and it's just it's so impressive to watch, and it's totally symbolic of their head coach. That's how Kirby goes about things. You talk about team, you, people that have seen them practice, about how hard they practice, knowing that their schedule wasn't great at the beginning of the season, ones versus ones for the majority. Uh, with that, obviously you get injuries, as many injuries as they've ever had in September, and to see where they are, they're 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 peaking at the right time, and normally. They're going to Knoxville to play Tennessee. They're a double-digit favorite. Normally, I would say, give me the points. But after seeing Missouri run the ball and 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 do whatever they wanted against Tennessee, I'm not sure Tennessee's cut out for this. They're gonna they're gonna need a monster boost uh, from that home crowd and, and and some you know balls to bounce the right way for them to pull this out because Georgia is absolutely relentless. Let me ask you something, Steve, because uh, yep. I want to know if I should really tune into the college football playoffs. Can you make the line between Georgia and Ohio State? Do that one first. Chris, that's about Ten. a pick. You really? Okay, then I might be watching this year. Okay. I think I think oh. Georgia's gonna be given like six to Bama. Okay. How about Georgia and Michigan? Another pick? No. No, Georgia's a Georgia favorite. By how much? Field goal. Yeah, more than I'd say four. Okay. How about Georgia and Florida State? Uh, between 7 and 10. Yeah. So it looks like Georgia is dominant, right? You know, but you said it not as talented in years past. I think this has got to be the most wide open playoff in a while, yeah? No doubt. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, that's something to look forward to because I've, I've lamented this uh, almost every year. These, especially the first game of the playoffs, mm-hmm. they're all blowouts or they're all two score games. It's, it's it's just not exciting. So I'm hoping this year we get some uh, I don't know parody or something. Will the Big Ten title game be forty something to almost nothing again? Probably. Yeah. yeah. We know what Steve likes uh, at Neyland. Uh Let's talk about Washington at Oregon State. You alluded to that big matchup. Oregon State laying two points at home. 63 and a half is the total. You think Penix can pass the test here? No. Wow. I think this playing there, this is like look at what Washington has up against it. They went to USC, all credit to them. Outscored USC, got through it. Dropped the ball on the one-yard line, which still drives me nuts, and still get a win against Utah. Don't cover, though. And now you look at, what they have going to Corvallis and then going and then playing Wazoo, the two teams that are going to be in the Pac two or the Tupac, whatever you want to call Tupac. it. I this is Oregon State's Super Bowl. And then you look at Oregon State. They get to play Washington and then they go to Eugene to play Oregon. Uh it's as hostile, mean, uh uncomfortable setting you'll get in the Pac twelve for a, for a road game, uh, they they are what they want to be. They are absolutely vicious, and they Washington's going to get everything, everything thrown at them. And the thing that's different this year is that Oregon State's is is as capable as they've been in a long time. Uh, that run game is serious. Uh, I think that's a problem for Washington because now they got to get up three straight weeks. Like it, I talked about Utah's matchup last week, how they're a physical team. They want to run the football. 
and then you, you compound that with what USC wants to do and make you run all over the field. Now you got to do it for a third straight week on the road when a team that just wants to give you everything. Uh, I, and Oregon State's favored. Like, it, I think the writing's on the wall. I, I think Washington's in trouble here. If Penix goes in there and, and pulls this out, I, I, I think the odds should really shift in his favor for the Heisman because this is as tough in his environment as as a quarterback's going to face as a night game in Corvallis. Is this like um, Texas Tech of the North? Yeah, I, I, yeah, more capability though, Surface. because they they do it running the football. You know, I just Texas mean Tech, the atmosphere. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a, that's a really good comparison. Yeah, like you really might get good. hit by a battery. Yeah, and then you got like rain. And, you know, it'll be raining sideways. It'll stop. It's it's. I mean, they are on top of you in this stadium, and uh, it's you know they have the ultimate. We were talking about A and M in Texas, and then Auburn, Alabama, Oregon State's the ultimate ultimate uh smaller program in the in the state and they thrive on that especially when oregon and washington come to town so it washington's got their cut out for them we're cut out for them it's it's going to take a serious they 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 have to be better than they were the last two weeks how about a pac-12 lock this week speaking of uh conference of champions how about oregon state beeves dj big beef how about an upset special anywhere in the world? Anywhere. I really want to take Stanford, but I can't. I I, I don't see it. Um, looking, we got Stanford, Cal. Uh, how about Colorado? Hmm. Future. One in a long time. A and M head coach Deion Sanders. What you think Deion's going to jump somewhere? Yeah, I hear a lot of people throwing these scenarios out and they're all interesting but what's really going to happen there i don't know i i don't i don't know how what the motive is there because there's an opportunity for shader shador to get drafted really high yeah and you know it goes back to the caleb thing about him talking about um not being uh you know holding out for teams or i can make as much money in college there's no way no not not in the guaranteed world uh i know the you know the system changed with top quarterbacks in, in the draft but um i don't see that so i i will i'll go i'll go colorado buffs are a four and a half point dog at yep. washington state and his his kids wouldn't be able to play right away if they were to transfer because they've already transferred once so they would have to sit out so unlikely i think that you would see a move after this season all right um STL Memorial Lock. Let's get a non-Power 5 lock. Jam you. Come on. Okay. Got to give it out. You got to make friends with the people in Harris, Harrisonburg. Is this still? No, I, no Reed, I, I did my research. Last time game day went, they lost. Was uh, it, was we it lost night? the first time. Oh, and, you did? Yeah, we lost. To in, Richmond? Yeah, ri- lost to Richmond okay, in 2015. Sorry, I got mixed up. And then we won the, the 20, I think the next, the next time it was in town. So you've had game weather. day What's twice. The weather over there this in the, the third time. This is like you know when Alabama has Moorhead State, they go to some little podunk town. Yeah. And it's like, hey, look, That's it's North Dakota. Nice. I know. That's not nice. That's the bits. <laughs> I've got nothing but love and respect for my JMU Dukes. I I totally disagree with what you're saying right now because I don't believe a second of it. They got three game days. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, hey, anyways, y'all are one double A. You know? Formerly. Okay. <laughs> 
Amen. Let's give out some awards. The, the the Timmy Chang Award, which is the award that's given to a bestowed upon a football man weekly. We're gonna do this every week, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. It's to an FCS player. Okay. 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 Are you familiar with the Delaware Blue Hens? Yes, I am. Yeah, Joe Flacco. Good call. Rich Rich Gannon? Their quarterback, yeah, yeah, correct. Old wing T days. That's right. Blue Hens quarterback Ryan O'Connor, 19-31, 246 yards, four tuds. Blue Hens improved to 6-1 in the Colonial. I would think they are going to make the playoffs at an 8-2 record. Uh, if we have an F- FCS insider, I know Reed, uh, Reed has graduated to FBS with James Madison going FBS, but uh, I'm pretty sure the Blue Hens will uh, be seen in that big bracket of the FCS playoffs. How about the Coughlin Award, which is formerly given to a tight end, but now it can be given to anybody? Yeah. Well, I was trying to give love. Shout out to Butler. How about Butler giving the, the pod some shine? How about Butler a, throwing the pod up on their social? Yeah, it really was, man. They had, like, the voice tone and everything. Go Butler. Good. Tip of the cap to whoever's running that account. Butler football. Who on? Uh, Cody Schrader, Missouri running back. Uh, if you don't know the story, just absolutely phenomenal. I believe he's the first running back in SEC history to go for 200 yards plus on the ground and 100 yards plus in uh, receiving. Uh, just phenomenal. Tennessee is a defense that has not been run on against and a lot of motivation for Missouri uh, after – Tennessee put 60-plus up on them the last two years. And uh, shout-out to Coach Drink in, in, in Missouri. That's a, that's a real good turnaround. Uh, I would highly suggest Coach Drink for the pod as a guest. He is as charismatic of a guy as there is. Phenomenal. Um, even Schrader. Schrader would be awesome. His story is incredible uh, if you look into it. So, uh, Cody Schrader. Isaiah Simmons Award. This award goes to a guy oh, that's just is, fucking jacked. I kind of want to give it to Nick Bosa just every week. Dude. <laughs> You know what's crazy about him? A couple things that's crazy about Nick Bosa. Number one, the guy's built like a G.I. Joe if they use 35% more plastic. Guy's bursting from the seams everywhere. He walks around before the game. I'm convinced it's just to intimidate people. He's out there in, in barely anything. And every week, my dad just direct messaged me on Instagram because he doesn't like actually, he's not, it's not like Howie Long's Instagram. It's just some, some alias. And he'll DM me stuff every week. And one of the things that he repeatedly DMs me is just footage of Nick Bosa walking around. Mm, that's awesome. <laughs> because that dude is a fucking tank. Now, the second thing about Nick Bosa walking around is turn on the all 22 end zone footage of that D line and tell me why Chase Young looks so much bigger than this guy. Yeah. I mean, it's just fucking crazy. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to point that out. But this award is given to somebody who's just jacked. And when you see him in person, a la Isaiah Simmons, Orange Bowl 2019. Mm. Was that 19? Yeah, it was 19. What a year that yeah. was. Yep. Uh, I will add on the Chase Young, I, it's amazing to see how I'm always jealous of men with a lot of hair. Yeah. And Chase Young's hair perfectly matches the gold britches of the Niners. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's pretty it's cool. look in the helmet. Don't like 92. No, I don't like 92. 92. I, I just 92 or 72, what's worse? Uh, probably maybe 92. Because 72, <laughs> it looks like you're not trying. 92, it's like I had my pick of the litter and I went with, you know, the Shout only guy that Reggie made White, that look though. good is Reggie White. 92 ever? Reggie White and, Reggie White White and Strahan. Yeah. yeah. And Wallace Gilberry. Okay. Um, um, Simmons Award, easy. Uh, Amarius Mims, 
tackle for Georgia. First game back in seven weeks. First guy I saw walking onto the field. I'm like, good Lord, where did he come from? Looked it up. Cochran, Georgia. 6'7", 340, not an ounce of fat. And boy, can he move. Uh, a, an absolute difference maker. You saw it with that run game. Uh, ran behind him a lot uh, against Ole Miss. And he's like, when I talk about Georgia Pekin, uh, he's the guy, I think, that makes them a next level where they, they get that balance of running and throwing the football. You will see him uh, at early, early on draft night. Jesus, man. Some of these guys, they were it's in Little League five years ago, and they kicked my uniform, ass. It's like, good Lord. It's, it's demoralizing. Look at the good face. It really is. It, it, it's, it's a kid. I was just happy when I saw him. Like, there wasn't a mirror where I had to look at myself. Yeah, geez, this guy's huge. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're, we're done gawking at, at college football players. But yeah, speak for yourself. Let's get in there. Got a personal get, laptop. You over looking here. up Sam Hartman? <laughs> <We're>, uh, <laughs> you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm on my Game Time app right now. I'm looking at Virginia Tech tickets. You know, maybe we'll win one of those at some point. We did it with Bryce Perkins. Anyways, I keep scrolling on the app. I'm gonna get tickets to the Commonwealth Cup. Game Time makes it easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, even last minute deals. I know because I always wait till the last minute. You can preview the views from all your seats in the venue and game time's lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, protects my tickets. That's what I need. Game time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for big time savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code GREENLIGHT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code GREENLIGHT. G-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T. That's the code for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. NFL Locks. Yeah! Or NFL Suggestions. Because as a lot. group, here's where we are. 14, 14, and 2. Steve, 15, 15. Making 16 and 14. Okay? This is not... This is not... Who's like the best gambler of all time? Probably Stanford Steve. Vegas Dave. This not is not year. Vegas Dave territory this year. Okay? But we're, we're going to push on. Second half is where we make our money. Who's going first? I guess it's not the guy me. with the least wins, even though these fucking pushes... Even though I'm, yeah, you and Steve are tied, but you have the fewer wins, so I guess you should go first. Okay. Mm. I'm going to go with some really icky plays this week. We're back to the icky plays. Hey, icky, icky. Dallas minus 16. 
I know. Well, no, that wouldn't. Icky is like icky is what I'm about to do. Okay. I'm about to do something really gross. Okay. I'm do something grody. Okay. I just got to find it. Damn, that line's moved, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's just Wednesdays or a motherfucker. Can I vote for what will be America's number one public play? Go ahead, tell tell us. Houston, Texas. I know exactly, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. why I guess I'll just go with the Arizona Cardinals plus four. It's a good pick. I like the pick. Yeah, nice and in pick. fact, they might win. I, all I'm saying is Houston, Houston, super banged up last week. You talk about like a, a, a you know letdown spot, come back home. I don't know. They 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 got through the game, but there's a bunch of guys on the list. This is a spot where nobody watched the Cardinals last week. Kyler's what, back. What's shocking to me is it, it looks like most of the tickets are on this. So, like, contrary to what you just said, I don't know if you have a place that you access this, but it feels like a lot of people early on were on the Cardinals. Maybe that those are just the sharps among us. Cardinals plus four. Nice. It's a really gross week. Five double-digit lines. It's really, really gross. Let's get real gross. Ah, uh, don't get don't do the thing I want to do. Give me the Giants plus nine and a half. A great, great call, Steve. I don't know. Could be a I'll great. I'll take great... my half right there to ten. Could be a great. I actually, got, I actually have it at ten, Steve. So you're good. Ooh, okay. Game changer. Good. Save it. I'm running this pick to the podium. Okay. Miami Dolphins, whatever the number is. Do you think people are that swayed by what Minus Vegas 12. has done the last two weeks? Yes. <laughs> You do? Yeah. No. I, I I have a hard time believing sometimes that people are like, yup. You know? I, I I honestly think there's people that still just bet Miami blind knowing that they had them when they scored seven. Exactly. That's what I said about the I Broncos. Really it's like that, that, that game that just won't get out of your head. Okay. My next pick, let's stick with the Ickies. The sticky Ickies. Okay? Easy. I got one. Chicago. Okay. okay. I, I like these division... Dogs catching double-digit points late in the season. Maybe Justin Fields will be at quarterback. Maybe Justin Fields will be back. I don't know. They just went out west, and that was a slugfest. Now, I have every reason to believe Dan Campbell's going to have these guys ready to play. They're going to win this game by nine. But this is a spot where maybe the Bears could backdoor cover this thing. Bears plus ten. All right, Steve. I'm taking it because I love taking them every week. Eagles plus three. Hmm. God darn it. <laughs> that might be a good spot for that half point. That's a really good we'll pick. See. We'll see. Early candidate. It's like I forget to give out the Eagles because it's automatic. I'm going to bet them. I yeah. think I've, uh, if you guys go back, I've had them every week. <laughs> you really played. have. They are profitable. <laughs> All right. My turn to wade into the uh, icky waters. Don't do it. Taking the Carolina Panthers. Okay. Oof. At home. Plus ten and a half points against the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, and I'm running this pick to the podium. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. Minus six and a half. I'm gonna give you my half point right now. I'll take the uh I'll take Dub Bears. No! I'll take Duh Cardinals. Yeah. You should take your half point on lower spreads yeah. mathematically. Yeah, it's 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 more important. All right, so who are your three? So I got the Cardinals plus four and a half, the Bears plus ten, and the Jags minus six and a half. If the if the Chargers played the Bills in Charlottesville, who wins? The Bills. Okay. Mm. 
They would have a packed stadium. There'd be no Chargers fans there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'd be a home game. Dude, I was asking people where they drove from to go to that game last night. It's incredible. Yeah, it's wild. And that drive home has to be. Oof. Wow, am I going to take It's overreaction to Monday night. Can't do that. No, I, I, I do like that, though. I like the I'll Broncos. Take the you take the Niners. Okay. Yep. 11? Eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. I guess. Oh yeah, use my half on the second one. Okay. Okay, so he's taking the Eagles plus three and a half. That's where he's buying his half point. I cannot wait to hear this third pick, Mike. He's he's in Ickyville. Well, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. I'm out of the. I'm out of it. Okay. Um, Can I guess? Uh, sure. Okay. I think you're going to take. Would you consider the Buffalo Bills icky? You're not no, I would not. Gosh, you know what? I'm not really sure what you're going to do. I think you might take the Chargers. Nope. Okay. Here's what I've decided to do. I have a, a short list of teams that I like, and then I've decided when I'm in here in the room, I'm going to hear what's being picked. I'm going to think. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to be nimble. Kind of like last week with Dallas Cowboys minus 16. Is this the first time you've ever used you and nimble in a sentence? Nope. <laughs> Nimbly okay. bimbly. And there is precedent, though, for what I'm about to do, and that is a three-point spread um, opposite my competitor, Stanford Steve. And I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night by the half point to minus 2.5. Oh, the intrigue, the drama. So we're in the same scenario as Niners Jack. Niners Jack can win. That's right. I, I'm with Steve on this one. Uh, Chris, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. First time to Arrowhead. Mm. I'll be there Monday night. Yeah, pretty amazing, dude. You've never been there? No. It feels like... Uh, hold one second. Yeah. Is it as close to a college game as it gets in the NFL? Yes. Uh, Buffalo's up there, but the stadium's not as, I don't know, ancient feeling. It's, uh, I still can't believe the wind in Buffalo. It's, Good it's just, you know, that, that retro George Jetson, like, Chiefs-looking sign. You walk in there, everybody has retro starter jackets on. Love it. The, I, the had a, I, had a, I had the first starter. It's, Chiefs. It, Derek Thomas was my guy. DT, it's amazing, dude. It's an amazing experience. I got to go there and play in the preseason a couple times when I was in the league, the thing I'll never forget about this place is we had a lightning delay in the preseason. Nothing worse than that. You're mm. going to be there like three more hours. We had to stay in that little cramp locker room. They've got these tiny wooden stools with the Chiefs logos like uh, burnt into them. And there's about 100 heads in, in a room about the size of this room. So it's cramped. It's old. It's one of the few holdovers from that era with all the one Cali stadiums going away. One tunnel. It's really crazy. Cool. It's really cool. I uh, I DM Travis. I said I'll see you on the field Monday night. I, I, shocker, I haven't heard back. Yeah, he but it could be it could be breaking news on the pod. I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna be there. Really? Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> oh you wouldn't have picked the Chiefs. Golly day, I picked the. You Chiefs. picked the Chiefs. Yeah, okay. Was, well, he wouldn't have picked the Eagles. I, I no, he picked the I, Eagles. I'm confused. I just want to see Jason Kelsey <laughs> film as a running back. That's all I want to watch. Jason Kelsey filmed doing almost anything. Yeah. Uh, hey, here's um, the thing I'd like to see on film, Jason Kelsey. He told this story in the pod once where he got 
he was on like a party yacht on like some lake, maybe it was like the one near Cleveland. And he fell off the boat and he got like trapped, the the, the rope tied around his ankle. And he went out there to take a shit in the water, I guess. <laughs> Am I butchering this story, Reed? No, 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 you're, you're, he poops in the water. So he- He, he take he, a lake dump. He, he tied himself Aqua up dump. so that just in case the boat left, he wouldn't get left behind. Well, the boat left, so. <laughs> He's taking a deuce in the lake, and it's like full speed ahead. He's tied to the back of this boat. His life is a movie, dude. He got he got sexiest man alive, number two, despite that. I mean, the guy's incredible. Um, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, for sure. Hall of Fame person. Who, who was in that apartment when you were with the Eagles and you guys did part of my take? Oh, I don't even remember who was in there with me. It was Jason. It was Jason. Yeah, me, you, Jason, and Lane. And Lane. After a game, I guess we had we were gonna get drunk, and uh, first we had to do a podcast. But those were the days. I was with those guys this morning. I'd see Lane, the whole crew. I could see Big oh, Dom. That's awesome. Anyways, here's Big the deal. Dom. Big Dom wears glasses now. Big Dom is the coolest guy uh, on he the East Coast. He runs that city. He runs that city. He's got his own highlight videos. What other security guard? You know, they set you to music just walking on the field. No. I mean, he's got a presence about him. The Rick James aura. Let's go through this slate as a whole. Okay, Bengals-Ravens. I am I am apt to bet the Ravens. You guys have it here at four. I've seen it at three and a half. This is a classic by the half point. Take the Ravens, in my opinion. If the Bengals don't have Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard, they're not going to win this game. You're right. You're right. The Ravens. Are going to win this game. I wish I could go back and pick it. Uh, I'm not going to do it, but take the Ravens minus three and a half if you can get them by the half point if you can. I, I just like the Ravens in the spot. It's bounce back for both teams, but I think the Ravens are just more physical right now. Steelers, Browns. Where do you lean on that, mate? Thursday night. Fuck, I already told you we're doing Thursday night time machine. Uh, it, it, it's you're, okay. You're, you're going to fucking, there we go. Uh, Eileen Steelers. Yeah. Steelers. It's it's the division and four points is typically too many points in this division. Yep. I don't know. It's it's a it's a zag on the Browns win, which by the way, no one has congratulated me on. And Kyle hasn't paid me my three hundred dollars. Well, to be fair, you shook on a money line bet and then you wanted six points. Mm. True. Which I I wasn't given I wasn't given the six points. Kyle, to his credit, called me right after the game ended and said He gave you your money? Uh, no, but he acknowledged Venmo? that he was going to give me the cash money. App? He said it was going to be cash. Okay. Cash app. Cash app. We don't you do Venmo. It. We do cash app. There you go. I agree with you. Steelers in this spot, 36.5 on the total as it shows right now. If you get it at 37 or 37.5 if you want to buy up, I mean, that key number there has been good to your boy this year. In a Steelers-Browns game, I feel like this is a decent place to be. Bears-Lions, I told you where I lean there. The total's 47. If I had a lean, I'd go over. Cowboys, Panthers. Just seems like a sleepy spot for the Cowboys. Yeah, it does. It really does. I don't hate the pick at all. 42 is the total. I'm not touching that total. I have no idea. Cards, Texans, I told you what I think. Raiders, Dolphins, we've got a pick in there. Steve, do you happen to be on the other side of that? Of? Raiders, Dolphins. I like the over. Chargers and, and then not because Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, no. Chargers. Uh, there'll be some. They'll they'll get some stuff. Maybe Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Chargers. I, I do love the Dolphins D line though. Chargers Packers is an interesting one. 
Chargers win. They go to the playoffs. He pointed at the camera for the people at home. He's like shooting a wrestling promo. No one's watching. (laughs) To be fair, we have a growing YouTube community. But I'm just saying, that, that's Scott and I. Scott and you, point. nobody's watching. Nobody's, nobody's watching. watching. But let me, Chargers, Packers, what do you think? Packers catching three at home, Chargers win if they go to the playoffs, or Chargers go to the playoffs if they win for Steve. Why did nobody take the Chargers minus three? I don't know. We really I, should, we should have. I think I had the Packers the majority of the weeks to start the season. I said this was my last stand when they didn't cover, and then I went against them last week and won, so. I, the Chargers were on the list. I just, I th- like that's that like the Chargers last week against Detroit. They play well enough to win, and they can't win. Yeah, but you know what? They kind of got let off the hook in the first quarter. Detroit was yeah. bludgeoning them. I, I you know, I, I don't know what to make of that game. I, Seahawks Rams is another interesting one. Is basically a pick 'em. The Rams are favored at home. I don't think a lot of people are going to be on the Rams. I don't know for sure. Stafford's coming back. If I had to, I might bet the Rams in this uh, scenario. Really? Yeah. Why is that line the way it is? Seattle now favored by a point. Seattle favored by a point. So if you go from a dog to a favorite, not a good sign in the NFL. Correct. Okay. I, I just, I'm dying on the hill that the Seahawks are a very good team. I'm dying on the hill that, hey, on my hill, you got to convert third down and, and execute in the red zone. And, and you know what? You've been up way more hills than me. No, it's just a hill. That's a hill that I'm willing to climb, is that the okay. Seahawks are a good football team, but until they do that, I can't trust them, and I'm more apt to bet the other side. Jets, Bills, it is so gross to me, but I will definitely end up 425 teasing the Bills with somebody, even though they're burning people on teasers left and right, New England, you know, Denver. This is a tailor-made situation where Josh throws three picks, Nobody's going to be on the Bills. Or is anybody going to be on the Bills? I can't decide who anybody's oh, going to be I think on. So. You think everybody's going to be on the Bills? Yep. Last stand. Why don't you, why don't you tease those? How many uh, last stands do they get? Why don't you tease the. This is it. General I Custer didn't, I didn't died. Give the Bills last stand at all. Custer just died. They didn't give him another last stand. You know, somebody at home's like, I've read it. This is Buffalo. Okay. Tell me why I you wouldn't the- tease the Jags and the Bills. That's a, that's a great teaser right there. Ooh. The only reason why I might. Yeah. Yeah, because they in the bills. get a little action on the Jags in the 1 p.m.s, so yeah. you feel like you won a bet, even though you didn't. Mm-hmm. It's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. And then you just sit back and watch the 4 p.m.s. I, I like that. Vikings-Broncos. Now this, and maybe you guys can help me here. I got the, um, I got the Vikings under win total, as you know, annually. Yeah. Yeah. It's been good to me. But now I feel like I'm on the wrong side of it. I went and I found a live win total of eight and a half mm. currently. So what I could do, and there's a little bit of juice here, juice being, you know, you lose this bet, it's minus 160 for people at home. It's to entice you to take the other side of it because they think it's probably likely that the Vikings go over or they're balancing money on one side of it. I think I can get out of this thing like scot-free or maybe a little bit on the plus side and just root for the Vikings now. I've never actually tried to cover my tracks on a win total, but I might do it for Josh Dobbs. Would you guys do it? Broncos, Bears, Raiders, the next three. I know. If it's going to be over, it's going to be over fast. you got to hedge. You get to root for Dobbs that way. It's exactly. so much fun. Exactly. And if, hey, and if they go under, it's fine. Yeah. Those hoes playing with a lot of confidence. The hoes? 
Broncos. Oh, okay, yeah, they are, and that and that's my point. In this spot here, as bad as I want to, I want to turn this thing around. I feel like this might be a Broncos spot. Mm-hmm. The physicality on this team. Do you know the last time you used that sentence? What? You said, I think this might be a Tampa Bay spot last week. You were correct. I was right about mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. So maybe I just do it again. Yeah. But maybe I also buy the win total and wait for them to lose and then buy the win total at a lower number. Mm. What, do you, what do you think? Maybe some people say cucumbers taste better pickled. They do. Mm-hmm. And then Monday night we got Eagles Chiefs. Uh, I cannot wait. Guys, happy hunting. I... Uh, this is a weird weekend. We're going to either look really good or really bad. Mm. Two of us. One of us is just going to keep winning. Yep. I I wish you guys luck. Shout out to, Shout the out to Brian Branch. <laughs> <laughs> the Branch. Steve, take care. We'll see you uh we'll see you in Harrisonburg. We might see you, Steve. <laughs> I know you're out. Yeah, he's out. I still love you though. Love you. Take care. Bye guys. <laughs> I'm